David Seymour joins us. David, apologies, I said I'd get to you at 12.15. Technical difficulties, I'd love to blame it on the weather, but I can't. Hey, listen, uh, you missed out on an invite uh, to the King's coronation with uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Christopher, I was going to say Christopher uh, Hipkins. Let's go with uh, Christopher Luxon. They're both Chris's are going to be there. You could be a part of the next government. Did you feel a bit miffed? <laughs> to be really honest, I... I had to, and, and I tell you know, if anyone's a royalist, I don't mean to offend you, but um, I had to ask my EA uh, what this king thing's all about this morning, and yeah, she was pretty mortified. She told me that she's got a, a group of friends who um, will all be watching it uh, from 7 p.m. on on Friday, all the way the coverage all the way through the night, um, and wearing tiaras um, and eating uh, the special quiche that King Charles has requested. Um, from Wellington, New Zealand. So um, obviously, it's a big thing for a lot of people. But um, yeah, until I got until I got a tune up from my EA this morning, I, I wasn't so sure what was going on. Well, I'm a bit like I'll probably be in a Mai Mai in Southland, I think. So I mightn't see the coronation either. Look, what's David Parker up to? Well, it, it's real interesting. You know, I, I sort of David Parker. I, I quite like. He's he's an affable guy and he's a thoughtful guy. But he's also got a real chip on his shoulder. Um, and what he's doing with tax as the Minister of Revenue and with the RMA, or what he calls the Natural and Built Environment, as the Minister for um, Environment, um, those things I think we should pay some real attention to. And I'll just give you another little observation. He actually stood in Epsom, uh, even though he's from Dunedin. Uh, that was a bit weird. But anyway, he was the candidate. And he used to get up, and every time we debated, he would tell the story about how he was one of the early investors in A2 Milk, and he made a lot of money, and then he lost it all. And I, I kind of thought it was, you know, he's just trying to show that he's done a bit of business and all the rest. But he told this story at every single debate through the whole campaign. And I came to the conclusion that he, he's got a real chip on his shoulder there, and there's something in there that really eats him, and he resents people. Um, that have done well. So he got the IRD, gave them $5 million, uh, got Labor to vote through a law change in Parliament um, and then used the money uh, from the taxpayer to go and shake down a bunch of taxpayers. And I've heard from people who were part of this IRD fishing expedition. Um, Some of these families had to pay tens of thousands of accounting fees to prepare the documents to give to the IRD. They interviewed not just the, the primary business person, but the whole family. They imp- interviewed them separately as if they were doing a criminal investigation. Um, and what they basically found out is that, guess what, uh, rich people have a lot of money. Um, they then tried to argue that if your asset value, like your share price or whatever, goes up, then you should pay tax on that income. Um, but if you think about that, um, Nobody applies that to their house, even though houses have gone through the roof lately. Um, no one applies that to rural land when it goes up or when it goes down. So it's a totally bogus um, concept of what should be taxed. And they've used that to say the rich pay less tax than middle-income people. Um, and that's, that's not true because Treasury put out a report the same day saying it's not true. Um, so, yeah, it's real interesting. You've got this guy with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. You've got some pretty questionable economics. And at the end of the day, uh, you've got an attitude and value and culture coming out of the government that if only we could just find these people that somewhere, somehow have done a little bit too well, take their money, that would solve all our problems.
And I'd just suggest that if throwing money at every problem was a solution, uh, Labor would have turned this into a paradise already. Actually, I endorse your comments on David Parker. I know I'm a wee bit personally, very personable sort of fellow. Everyone who knows him socially says he's good fun. But, uh, yeah, he does have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. The good news is he's after the rich pricks now, uh, David Seymour, so he's probably leaving the farmers alone because those groups are sort of mutually exclusive at the moment. Talking about standing in electorates, what are you up to in Tamaki? Well, I was really proud to um, announce... Uh, Brooke Van Velden, our candidate there. Um, Brooke is one of the most talented and effective people I've known in politics. I mean, as a very young woman, she came into Parliament and did basically all the behind-the-scenes work to get the End of Life Choice Act uh, passed. She's been named by the Herald as the, the number one new MP uh, this, this electoral cycle since the last election. Um, and I think the option for people in Tamaki is, look, who wins Tamaki, whether it's ACT or National, won't actually change um, the outcome of the election. Uh, that's going to come down to the party vote that shapes Parliament. But if you live in Tamaki and you've got this guy, Simon O'Connor, who you know does uh, get a few gaffes every now and then, you mainly hear about him when he's apologising for something. Um, or you could have someone young and vibrant with an economics degree um, who might actually be someone that you can be proud of. So... Um, I guess the question is, why not? It's a change for the better, and I think she'd make a, a great MP for Tamaki. Well, I must admit, I am impressed by her. Um, where, do, where do we go to now? You have street corner meetings. That's old-fashioned soapbox politics. And you had one recently or over the weekend in Remuera, and that's Heartland uh, Epsom, correct me if I'm wrong, and there was some farmers came along to listen. What are they doing yeah, in Remuera? Well, 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 well yeah. I mean, I just not to the post, but we did ten. So I do half an hour at a time, and then I go from one street corner to another. And usually, about half a dozen or a dozen people come to each one, and we have a good discussion. And um, you know, I think it's great we can do that in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, of course, normally it's city people. It's in the middle of a city. But I had two people at one meeting who were both just going on and on uh, about all of the things that the government has done to farming. And I thought, you know, this issue uh, of regulatory overreach has become so severe that people are now, you know, fleeing to the city to try and find someone to complain to about what Labor's doing. And I don't blame them with all the things we've talked about over the years. But while you talked about David Parker, it made me think of something. Um, these Resource Management Act changes to the natural and built environment uh, law, um, I think... I can't believe I say this, but I actually think Labor have managed to come up with a proposal worse than the RMA, and I think if Act and National are elected, the first thing we're going to have to do is go into urgency, uh, repeal this new law, and say we're back to the RMA, because the new one's not better, but the change will be so disruptive, we'll all end up worse off, especially people trying to get basic stuff done in the countryside. Yeah. And um, then we're going to have to get down to putting in place decent resource management law that gives you some respect for your property rights. OK, one to really quickly finish on. Uh, maybe it might get... The, the, Parker's changes to the RMA might get thrown onto Chippy's policy bonfire. Everything else is being thrown on the bonfire. But you think the bonfire is a bit of a cunning ruse. You think it's not a bonfire, it's the opposite. It's been put. It's putting stuff on ice. Well, let me just give you one little example. Um, they said that they're not going to do this um, employment insurance scheme, which is basically a 3% tax increase that some people will get back if they don't work. Um, but actually, we noticed um, on the website for MB, uh, they're trying to hire 
four consultants who specialise in the area of income insurance. Uh, so, you know, it's funny, they say it's a, a bonfire. Um, they say that Hipuapua went on the bonfire, but there still seems to be work going on there, according to uh, Willie Jackson. Uh, I think Chris Hipkins should get an Oscar for his starring role uh, portraying the man who wasn't there for the last five years. Actually, he was there, and I think the agenda that they were running under return um, has been symbolically dropped, but beneath the surface quietly carries on. And the great shame of it is a lot of people who were sick of Jacinda um, are looking at Labour giving them a second chance. And I just say to people, if you care about the policies this country has, then um, you know don't don't buy into it because it's it's simply not true. They are continuing uh, with most of the things they did, including most of the things uh, that they said that they had dropped. Okay, we've got to go. David Seymour, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Jamie.